This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Hey, welcome in. Good morning. It's 6 o'clock on a Monday morning. A little smile on the voice. I'm watching some of the folks wander in out there in some of our other radio stations all dressed like they're going straight to the North Pole. Uh, if you're uh, out there this morning, be careful. If you're not out there yet, be careful. Either way, Bryce Hulse in the next room smiling. Both of us made it here. But it's not a fast go. Not at all. No. Not even is. in the slightest. <laughs> now, I don't know. What did you experience on the way in to begin with? And which do you take the BA straight? What do you do? Yes, I, I take the BA. Um, yeah, it, it all from st- where all the way to here. Um, from one sixty nine okay. all the way to here. Uh, okay. When I get on from Memorial, um, yeah, and it all started right when I walked out my door, and yeah. I almost busted my rear. So that's the thing that think are, you know, of all the it. You think about it with your car. Sure. You don't always think about it with your sidewalk or right outside your driveway, and those are some of the most dangerous places right now. The number of broken bones and hips goes up significantly at this point and you know if you're one of those people who went out and salted last night that's fine but we had some rain beforehand and it might it it washes some of that away still have to be careful the sheen on the driveways this morning is remarkable yeah it was a full-on ice rink so yeah that was fun within the drive itself the drive itself was pretty good um going (laughs) at least 20 below i'm not going to say pretty good but it wasn't awful in terms of uh how i handled it you know um was was very well but yes there were there were some moments where you know you have to slow down even more you kind of have to watch yourself so uh but got here safely late but safely yes uh i got i left oh i left the house at 4 15 uh just to be careful um and i got here at four right at 4 50 just a little under 4 50 now, what I found out in in uh, driving out there is there are, there are lanes. There's slush everywhere. You'll be surprised yeah. because when you're leaving the the neighborhood, you'll see that sheen. And again, you're going to find your sidewalks are ridiculous, which is why, for anybody who's complaining about school closings today, that's part of the reason is sidewalks and driveways and, and anybody who has to stand at a bus stop today, they can't treat all those areas. Oh, yeah. And the city doesn't. So despite the fact you may think, well, nobody's standing at a bus stop today. No, that's not true. You know, not everybody has the same situation and circumstance, and there will be kids out there who would have to, and that's one of the problems today. It's 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 30 degrees, so the cold is not as bad, but it's wet cold, and then that's still some freezing rain falling. So anyway, that's that's awful. But then when you get on the expressways, it's very slushy, which creates some lanes that are okay. But as soon as you try to cross one, be careful because there's not a lot of room. And if someone's passing you or you're passing them, and they have a front-wheel drive vehicle specifically, they're going to powder your car. You're going to get mm. completely covered. And you got to be careful passing somebody. Now, you know, rear-wheel drives will do the same thing off the rear wheels. Not as much, though, as they will do off their front-wheel drive cars, where I had a little tiny Honda zip by me on the broken arrow, and just I couldn't see anything Oof. for probably two or three seconds because it just blanketed the car with ice and, and, and all that. So, you know, you've done this before. You've driven it before. You understand how to drive in it. I'm just telling you. Uh, be careful. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's one of those days. I only saw. I did see two cars. There was one crashed on the BA, 
into the wall, and he saw that, probably saw yeah. the same one. And there was one, because I take 169 for a bit, too, and there was one at 169 as well. So that'll be happening out there. Um, as you already know, a lot of the play, a lot of schools are closed and that kind of thing. So all you can do is uh, is be careful out there this morning if you're on the way. All right, so what are we going to do? Well, we, we're we here. We're inside. Uh, we're safe. Hope you stay the same way. We've got NFL playoffs to talk about yesterday. And, you know, they were all really good games. You know, the Detroit-Tampa game is an eight-point game, but you never felt like that one was over. Oh, yeah. Ravens and Houston felt over pretty quickly. <laughs> Even though they didn't have a big lead, it did feel over pretty quickly. And then we got just classics between Frisco and Green Bay and Kansas City Buffalo. Both in, both the late games were as good as it got, man. I, that was really I, – I was just riveted to it. Uh, yeah. It was very difficult to not watch all weekend long. Did try to get in some college basketball too uh, and got in a little bit of it. It was uh, kind of a mixed bag. Well, actually, it wasn't that mixed. Oklahoma was the only winner. Uh, but they played a very gritty, tough Cincinnati team and won a game. We'll hear a little bit from Porter Moser and Mike Boynton today. Cowboys 0-5 in, pl- in conference for the first time in, what, five years? Uh, so- yes. Something along uh, those since lines. 2020. Yeah. Uh, good news, though, for wrestling. They win again. They beat Oregon State on Sunday. They are number five and will likely continue to rise because Oregon State was number 16. And the Thunder won over the weekend in a matchup of top teams in the West. And they did it with Shea dropping 33. I mean, including just... <laughs> occasionally just sick plays but that's Shea right that's exactly what he does and then you probably saw a couple things happened just as we were finishing on Friday or just at the end of the week and then through the weekend one was SI shutting down which is sad for everybody in the world well if you're if you're my age especially and you just there were a couple things you look forward to every week honest to goodness you're gonna laugh at me one of them was Batman because Batman was in prime time, and when it was really hot, it was two days a week. Oh yeah, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday. You got back to back days of Batman, but then was your Sports Illustrated getting there? And I mean, everybody says, and I saw a lot of social media about show us your favorite cover, show us your favorite cover, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I have, I gotta find them though. I've got a storage of a bunch of things that I kept through the years that you know I just kept keeping. And it was just because when I was a kid, I liked him. And I, I somewhere have David Thompson blocking um, Bill Walton's hook shot mm. in that NCAA semifinal in 74, I think it was. That was Thompson, Monty mm. Tao, those guys at, at those cats at North Carolina State that went on to win the championship. Man. And, you know, Thompson was 6'4". And he was one of the first guys I'd ever seen that could get his chin on the rim. I'd never seen a guy be able to jump like yeah. that. And, you know, Walton's, you know, almost a seven footer, and he throws that hook shot, and a six four guy blocks it, in the, blocks it in the middle of its arc. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's wilt type stuff. Not expected. No, and, and, it's, and the shot on SI is just stunning because his head's bumping the rim and he's blocking that shot. I've got that one somewhere. I've got a couple others. I know, and I know a lot of people are probably starting to pull those out. And if you're like me, you're like, where did I put those in? Are they in good shape? <laughs> you start <laughs> yeah. thinking like that. And they're going to maintain some staff. They're going to maintain some online. And as much as I'd like to lament this and bitch and whine and moan about, you know, oh, God, things these days, look, it, we didn't buy the magazine. Yeah. And if we don't buy the magazine as much as you look at the stuff on the computer, it's going to go away. It's the reason newspapers have cut back like they've cut back. There aren't as many subscribers. So we can blame anything we want, but it's us collectively. And I'm not blaming anybody, but it's just how we've moved on. Yeah. And I don't always like it. I don't think anybody always likes it because they they just moved our cheese again. 
It's like you can get nostalgic, but you know, you understand that, that yeah, <laughs> we're, but, we're all we're all a part of the way the world is moving yeah. right now. Yeah, and you might not like it, and you might say, "Well, you know, this is not my world." Well, it is because you're living in it, and all you can do is is adjust. And it's too bad. It is. It's it is somewhat the end of an era. And yeah. I loved watching that. You know, I've read so many people that said Rick Riley's back page, and I get it. That was fun. You know, if you when you got your team on there, it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. You know, Always got to save those. Oh right? God, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anything that was your favorite. I mean, I had a Joe Namath at one point because I was infatuated mm-hmm. by him back then. When I was, gosh, I was fifteen years old. Yeah, I was fifteen years old, fourteen, fifteen years old, and I was infatuated by that whole thing with that brash character who did everything that you were taught not to do, <laughs> and then went out and they won the game. Which kind of changed everything, too. It, yes, Sports Illustrated was there on the edge of many things, but I felt that way about the old sporting news and several things that have just kind of gone the way of the dodo, unfortunately. But it is it is the world we live in. But that, uh, you know, and part of that changing world is sports betting is going to end up in Oklahoma sometime and River Spirit's getting ready. Mm. And a rumor that we had heard for many years has come true. You remember, if you've ever been to River Spirit, you're, you've been in the casino out there? Uh, no, I've been to other ones. Okay. Well, if you go to – it's not unlike any other. Now, yeah. uh, unlike – although when they built Margaritaville, it's actually, believe it or not, a separate entity even though they're in the same building and they're connected. When they built Margaritaville, it's in the – you know, it's another casino added to the back, if you will, which is where the restaurant is and where they did all the cool stuff that leads out to the river. So the initial casino when you walk in and they had that gigantic buffet area, which every casino had, right? <laughs> Well, that whole big gigantic buffet area, which has been closed down since COVID, just sat there. And the rumor always was, well, that's where they want to put the sports book. Well, that makes great sense because you'd need to be big, and that was a big area. Sure. Because casino buffets are big areas, right? Yeah. Um, So that sat there for the longest time. And then we get the news that, yes, they are truly building a gigantic sports bar and experience era area, and they're going to talk about it today on this station with Pop. You know, Pop and Colby are out there, and they have been for the couple of years that we've been in existence, two and a half, every NFL Thursday. So they have a relationship we do with those guys at River Spirit. So Pat Cross, who's the Muskogee Nation Gaming Enterprises CEO, is going to be on with Jeremy today. And we're going to get into this. Now, it doesn't matter whether you like sports betting or not. It doesn't matter if you agree with sports betting or not. It's going to happen. It's already happening. People are just doing it online and, and if you will, in other ways, and the state's not getting anything out of it. Mm -hmm. And in this case, the state really won't get a lot of it out either. It's a tribe thing, and look, we can argue the state and the tribes all day long. That's going to have to get worked out too because we can't continue to lose all this to other places. Yeah. So that's going to eventually happen. We know it's going to eventually happen. It just depends on when. Governor Stitzman against it. We know the fights. You know, here we go. At any rate. Uh, they're going to build this giant thing, and it's going to be fun to begin with, but it's going to be there when sports betting starts. And that's just smart. This place is going to have the the largest TV in the state and, lot, and probably the area. It's going to have 54 other televisions. It's going to have 157-seat bar, something like 104 stereo speakers. It's costing $17.5 million to build. It's going to have two top golf suites going to have a oh, VIP man. lounge, yeah, VIP lounge, and it's going to be called the Gridiron Sports Bar and Lounge. So they're going to have a ton of room, <laughs> and then at that, you know, at the point when sports betting becomes legal, it'll be pretty easy to do what they need to do. Now, having seen gigantic televisions, think the kind that's almost the size of a screen at a game. Okay. 
That's what they have when when I was at the American Athletic Conference media days. That's at Live by Lowe's in, in Arlington, which is right there next to Globe Life and right by Dallas Cowboys field. Yeah, that's what I thought of. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Have you been there? Okay, yeah, me, so you've me and Colby were able to catch it uh, when we went to the championship. Okay, so you've seen the TV. Yeah. Right. So you know how, how large that – I mean, it's hard to describe. You walk in this – this the area down there, entertainment area down there is really a bunch of bars, restaurants, and then kind of a common building, if you will, that kind of almost serves as a hub to spoke mm-hmm. out to those places. And that right there, that room in there, that TV is what eighty, ninety, a hundred feet wide. That that sounds about right to me. It's got to be easily that. <laughs> yeah, big. yeah, with little TVs all around it too. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's it's enormous, and it's going to be a little bit like that. So the viewing experience will be really cool. Now, you know, they're pragmatic about this. It's a really neat thing, and you're going to be in the casino, and you're going to be where the restaurants are and where Margaritaville is and all those kinds of things. Looks fun. I don't think they'll be the last to do it, but they are the first. So all that to say, join Pop and Colby. I don't have a time yet on that, but just listen in this afternoon to the show, 3 to 6, as they talk to Pat Cross. All right, so what are we going to do? We're going to ask for you to be a part of this at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. It has, uh, it's been a week. It's been a weekend, man. Basketball is not going like most people want. Football is going great if, as long as you're not a Buffalo fan. If you're a Kansas City fan, you're still excited about that. Of course, Cowboy fans gave up a while ago. But we'll get into all those things, plus the college basketball, plus we are going to have Tay with us. I'm so excited. Paul Mayfield, who's the Bixby girls wrestling coach. Again, girls wrestling, and we've talked about it every year on this show, continues to explode. Is it a smaller group? Yeah, it is. Do they deserve recognition? You bet. They work their tails off, and they are, they're they're doing well. And girls wrestling is in the area. We're going to give them a little time this morning at 730. We're going to have this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute at 650. All that today here on The Blitz. In the meantime, you know as cold as it is and icy and as snowy as it is, you understand if you're a business owner, your door, especially if it's a commercial overhead door, is going to go up and down a bunch today. And that's because anytime you have to leave the shop, you want it shut like that. It's too doggone cold out there, and you don't want the wet and the ice getting inside where it can bother your employees, cause injuries, and ruin what's in your warehouse or in your place of business. And that's why Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division really must be someone you have a relationship with. You know, really, a service contract would be the best thing right away. That's like the city of Tulsa does. It's like Amazon does. You know, those doors are from them. Those doors are serviced by them. And the reason is because they know they have more than five decades of experience in doing it right. If you're Amazon, doors got to go up and down. If you're a fire or a police department in Tulsa, doors got to go up and down. And it's over at Door Company of Tulsa's commercial division who makes sure they do. Now, if you're an individual and you want to make sure that your door not only is working right, have them come out and do readjustments, insulate the thing so it doesn't cost you as much when it's closed and allows in other air, have them fix seals, all those things. And if you need it replaced, really is a no-brainer. You don't want it done by somebody who thinks they can do the job or might have it done in a couple of weeks. You want an experienced crew with five decades of experience who can come get it done when it needs to be. All you have to do to look them up is go to overheaddoortulsa.com. That's overheaddoortulsa.com, and then simply click on commercial. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. 
Tomorrow night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the TCU Horn Frogs in GIA. That one with an 8 o'clock tip and a 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz. The Cowboys lost by 4 at Kansas State on Saturday as they moved to 0-5 in the Big 12. Eric Daly led the team with 15 points, this time off the bench, as Connor Dow, the Broken Arrow native, started in his place. And the first edition of the Red River Rivalry will be tomorrow night as 15th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners will host Texas at the LNC at 6. The Sooners are coming off a 69-65 victory at Cincinnati. Javion McCollum, who you always have to mention, had 16. Otega Owe added 14. And Jalen Moore had 9 points and 10 rebounds. And the 5th-ranked Oklahoma State wrestling team beat the 16th-ranked Oregon State Beavers yesterday 27-9. It was, the po- it was the Pokes' first home duel in over a month. They now move to 8-0 on the season. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. College football on the Blitz is brought to you by Tulsa Oilers football, Window World of Tulsa, and by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. 620 here on the Blitz 1170. Hope your drive is going okay. And look, I understand if you turn everything off this morning and just focus on the roads. <laughs> I get it. But when you get to work, flip us back on. Use us on the app. You can find us on the Blitz 1170 app. You can find us online. Easy to stream us no matter where you are. I'm about to cough, so you talk. Yeah, stream us anywhere. Uh, I watched um, probably my favorite out of the NFL playoff games or the divisional playoff games, I would think, would be, oh, probably Buffalo and Kansas City, just because I think they should play in the playoffs every year. I think every year for the next decade. I don't think Buffalo agrees. Yeah, and you know, and I feel I feel bad for those guys, and I feel bad for for Bills Nation. But last night. The guy who won last night was not either team. It was Jason Kelsey. Jason oh, yeah. Kelsey won the night. Didn't he? If you did not see, he shows up in the in the parking lot with Bill's Mafia, and he's slamming beers <laughs> and taking shots. And then in the game, he's in the he's in the box with Taylor Swift, which you can imagine, right? He's up there sure. with his brother, right? He's excited, and he's celebrating. And then the dude takes off his shirt. And he jumps out the window. Now, most luxury boxers are really high. For instance, when you're in Cincinnati to do a game, if you're a jump out of a luxury box in Cincinnati, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to go 60, 70 feet down. You're going to bounce off seats, and you're going to die, and they're going to find you in a mangled body. Mm. The Buffalo luxury boxes remind me a little bit more of when where we broadcast at Tulane. At Tulane, when people walk by in front of us, their heads are about three inches below our window, and that's it. Oh, yeah. It's a walkway right there. We can hand them things. People have stopped and talked to us during the game. <laughs> what are you guys doing you know, during the game? That is a little bit like that, which I thought was unusual. Then the other thing is those windows open. Hmm. Most luxury boxes do, but they'll open, and then there'll be an outside area, kind of like at the drillers, where you might have another three or four seats and then a railing, and then, you you know, the, the, the crowd. This one, the window opens, and the crowd's right there. Now, I say right there, it's what, maybe four feet down? It looked like something mm-hmm. like that. So Kelsey's got the shirt off, if you haven't seen this, and you probably have, and he jumps out the window like it's no big deal. Now, this is a guy that's, what, 275, 80 pounds? Yeah, I'd say so, easily. He's an offensive lineman, a center, and he's not young. Mm-mm. And he jumps out. That window, like he's been doing it all his life, and he goes down and he pounds a beer, and then he goes back up, and this is what's impressive. 
And I when I watched this happen on film, or I watched, they, yeah, they showed it on the game. They showed the replay on the game. I just sat and stared at the TV. And and I didn't, I was just staring at it. Like, I, my, my Christine said, what? I said, did you see why you jumped back in the window? The guy looked like the Velociraptor that was chasing the people in, in Jurassic Park. He looked like, I saw a tweet that said, he looks like the Velociraptor when he realized the containment gate wouldn't keep him inside. Because he went back up after that. And he's standing, and the counter or the the window top is what maybe right above shoulder level, mm-hmm. and the dude just puts his hands on there, bends down a little bit, and just jumps back into that, just like he's a featherweight or something. That you know? I mean, that's yeah, that's that's defensive back stuff. That's a center. That's a guy who's when you look at those guys occasionally on the field and you think, oh, I can do that. No, you can't. Yeah. Neither can I. I played and I can't do that. That's the reason I didn't play like that. <laughs> Sometimes you look at linemen and you're just like, oh, well, they're just big, you know, or they're, yeah. they're just kind of in the trenches. It's like, okay, it yeah, watch was, them. They're athletes. I was stunned and they showed it a couple other times. And I actually, I found it on social media. I swear to you, I watched it multiple times. I, the athleticism was ridiculous. And then. To cap it all off, the absolute best part, you know, he's screaming out the window without without the shirt after his brother scores. I can't remember if it was the first or second touchdown. But then they have, I think it was after the first touchdown. And then after the second touchdown, they get that shot of Taylor Swift celebrating. And behind her, just sitting there, still with his shirt off, pounding a beer, is Kelsey. And Jason. And he's got this enormous smile. And he's just leaning back in his chair. And you see Taylor Swift in the forefront, and you just see his chest because he's sitting down, still out the shirt, and he's just back there hammering the beer and just smiling. I mean, you talk about living a good life. Mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey won that game. Neither team did. It was Jason Kelsey. I feel like he's probably thinking as he's drinking that beer, you know what? Retirement probably wouldn't be so bad. I mean, someone get to, said get to chill if, in the press box a little bit. Someone said if this is the beginning of retirement, then it looks like he's going to be pretty happy. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I, you know, I don't have any idea. I was if if you saw that, and if you were as blown away, jump in here. Please tell me at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. If you haven't, maybe we got to make sure that gets on our um, our social media stuff yes. because it's ridiculously athletic and mm-hmm. he made it look so easy. But then to have, you know, it's his brother playing for the other team and he goes down and he's just socializing with the Buffalo fans and they're not mad. Oh, yeah, They're excited. They're talking to him. And then he jumps back down in the stands and goes and gets a little girl who was fascinated that that was Taylor Swift and carries her up to the window so she can talk to Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift can come say hello to her. Gosh. And that's for a Buffalo fan. And he's, yeah. you know, and his brother's playing for the other team. Yeah, they'll put you on your good side, right? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And he's got her in his hands and he's still shirtless. And he's yeah. up there and she's talking to the little girls, talking to Taylor Swift and waving and all that. And then she, he takes her back to the mom. Now, imagine you're a mother or a family who takes a girl who was probably, I don't know, eight to 10 years old. Yeah. To that game to begin with, when it's 20 degrees and snow's been snowing all day, got her all bundled up. She's going to a football game. Maybe she's excited about it. Maybe she's only going because of Taylor Swift. Who knows? But then this monster with no shirt, whose brother plays for the other team, jumps out of the, of the press box and comes and grabs your child. Yeah. And you're like, sure, go ahead. 
created a core memory there. <laughs> I, 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 so. I love to think of like if you didn't exactly know who Jason Kelsey was, and you're kind of like, uh, who? And everyone yeah. around you been like, no, 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 this is who it is. Yeah, who's know? the lumberjack? Because <laughs> yeah, of the beard, this, right? This is about to my right. Child. It's running around here with no shirt and a beer, and is in the, and up there. And I just handed him my kid. But that's what's funny is if I hadn't figured it out sooner, I definitely would have found out by the way he jumped. But when I first was scrolling through and I saw that clip first, I didn't see it on the broadcast, but I saw that clip mm-hmm. of him with the Bills Mafia. I just immediately assumed like, oh, there's another crazy fan out there with no shirt mm-hmm. just doing their thing. Oh, it's Jason Kelsey. Yep, doing what Jason Kelsey does. Uh, that is just you know what that whole family does. You know, and him out in the parking lot beforehand was cool. That was after a member of the Bills Mafia caught fire doing the table thing again. Right. You know, at some point. At some another, point, another Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some point, someone's going to go. You know, almost every time we do that, somebody catches fire. And I saw a Jerry Sarusky tweet. They're going to have to put stop, drop, and roll back into school in Buffalo. <laughs> and I think that's probably, <laughs> probably an excellent point because I think they might have to do that very thing. You talk about entertaining, and those two teams are. I felt so bad. You know, honestly, I don't have a dog in the hunt with either one. I know, I know a lot of people who love the Buffalo Bills. I know a lot of people who love the Kansas City Chiefs, you know. And but I've never been a core fan of either. I, I appreciate them for what they are. So I didn't really have a dog in the hunt. But honestly, at, at the way this has gone consistently with Buffalo finally getting them at home to lose again and to lose that way, well, they didn't lose that way. That was only going to tie the game if they got it. And Kansas City still had a, what a minute forty three. Yeah. So and even a had a couple they, timeouts for Buffalo. So if they were right. able to stuff them, right? If they were able to, to, if they were able to score, if that had been good, and then they kicked to Kansas City, then the Chiefs oh, are going right. to get the ball. Right. That was a one forty three at that point. The kickoff. That's what they got it back with. Or the kicker is, you know, yeah, you know, a little over a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, they, and had an opportunity at that point to go win it on their own. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that would have gone. It's just that for Buffalo, it just continues. You know, get all those Super Bowls and not win and all that. You just feel like at some point, they and the, and the Lions, because the Lions, of course, haven't been there, then you think to yourself, you really have to have one of these stories, right? And you still have mm-hmm. that opportunity with the Lions, but it's not going to be easy going no. into San Francisco. Brock Party wasn't great until he needed to be pretty good. And yep. then he was then he was really pretty good that final drive. He was 6-7 on the final drive, and the one that wasn't completed was a drop. Otherwise, he was great. And I, you know, and, and quite honestly, congratulations you know, on to Kansas City for the win, I don't think they can beat Baltimore. I don't yeah. see it. I just don't see it. And Detroit-Frisco, Detroit's going to have to be perfect to try to win that game. Otherwise, I think we're going to have a San Francisco-Baltimore game, and we'll have to tie Pop down somewhere so he doesn't destroy furniture during the game just to see what it's like. That's the kind yeah. of uh, San Francisco fan he is. So those are some of our topics. We'll get into those a little bit more. You let us know what you're thinking at 918-262-5072. You know, if you want to tell us about your drive or a particularly bad point on your drive, that would be really helpful. Don't do it while you're driving, please. <laughs> That's going to require complete attention and lots of uh, window windshield wipers today. And a lot of caution. But let us know about your drive, if, especially if you found a place that was really difficult 
Tell me so we can tell everybody else. And then I want to I want you to, to join in with us on what you thought of these games and which one might have been your favorite. We're going to get this day in sports history. We'll talk a little girls wrestling and a lot of football here today as we move forward on a Monday morning right here on the Blitz 1170. Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The fifth-ranked Oklahoma State wrestling team beat the 16th-ranked Oregon State Beavers yesterday 27-9. It was the Pokes' first home duel in over a month. They now move to 8-0 on the season. The Detroit Lions stayed alive after a 31-23 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll advance to just their second NFC Championship game in franchise history. Jared Goff threw for 287 yards, two touchdowns, one of which to Emon Ross St. Brown, who had eight catches for 77 yards. Former OU quarterback Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. His top target was Mike Evans, who had 147 yards on just eight catches. And Kansas City is right back in familiar territory after a 27-24 win over Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes threw for 215 yards and two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco was quite the workhorse on the ground. 97 yards rushing on 15 attempts and a touchdown for him. Bills kicker Tyler Bass had a chance to tie it at the end of the game. Sean McDermott, after his one-for-three performance last week, he has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us for the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. That's the window roll to Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always do. Always. As a matter of fact, you can do that. You can head our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. I know you're focused on trying to get to work. I get it. But let us know once you get there if you found any particularly difficult spots on our drive-in. Bryce Hulse in the next room and myself, Rick Corey. My hardest spot, well... From the S-curves at Sheridan, inbound on Broken Arrow, until you got really almost all the way to downtown, it was really slushy. And you might look at what's falling out there and think, well, how did that happen? Well, it just accumulated, and then people start driving, and they might create a lane or two. They throw all that into the other lanes, and it freezes, mm. and it just gets slushier and slushier. And that slush can take your car and move it. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you're trying to change lanes past somebody, somebody's passing you, whatever— that can actually track your car and just move it. you got to be careful. So if you find a really tough place, let us know. Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, a little over that, we'll have this day in sports history uh, for brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Bryce will tell us all about that. Did you see the dude with the sandwich yesterday in the stands? I did. This is Detroit, and the, once again, the place was just rocking. I mean, it was, it was nuts. It was as good as it can be. And there's... This social media picture was a Twitter picture, or X, call it whatever you want, uh, of this dude sitting in a stands, what what looks to be, I don't know, what is that, about a yard, yard and a half, three, three and a half feet? Yes, I'm trying to look, find it here because I know pop, yeah, that looks about right. Yeah, and it's, it, it looks like your average club sandwich. So you, you know how you make a club, you know, you put a layer of bread down there and you put some stuff on another layer of bread, put some more stuff on another layer of bread. So you got three pieces of bread, right? Yeah. Now just carry that out until it's about three feet, six inches long. Cause that's at least that, I mean, mm. at least yard, yard and a half, maybe even a little more than that. And you can see the layers of lettuce and I don't know, I think that's maybe a piece of chicken. I can't tell. And you can see like a little other of the condiments and things like that. 
And the dude had it all stuck on a gigantic skewer as if he went one of those Brazilian steakhouses and they came around to slice the meat off. And he, he just, <laughs> he he said, uh, he, he apparently somebody talked to him, and he said he gets that sandwich every week. So that means that thing must be for sale somewhere in the stadium. Hmm. Which, you know, if you if you got a group, you could do that. But, you know, considering how you have to sit in the stadium, if you're like four wide, you got to continually pass that to number four. That's got to sit in the middle. And then everybody has to touch it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not I'm not fear I'm not freaked out about germs. I'm not one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I figure, you know, that's how we all got here. Our <laughs> ancestors had to get some antibodies to all that stuff. And yeah. we kind of inherited some of that, you know, and so that's why we're still here. We're the hardy ones, right? Hopefully. That makes sense. Yeah, you would think so. Uh so I'm not really, you know, freaked out by that like some people. I used to work with a guy who was, oh my God. Biggest the biggest germaphobe in history. <laughs> in history. I mean, if his belt if he, if he unbuckled his belt at the urinal and it touched the porcelain, he'd throw the belt away. Oh, I mean, he was that kind of a guy. <laughs> anyway, and I'm not kidding. Uh, and if you're one of those people, sorry, I wouldn't do that. I just wonder if this guy, because he's alone. If you look at him, there's no one in the seats near him. Let's just see how much he can get through, maybe. Maybe that's the case, today. but the dude says he does it everywhere, and I don't know if that's available. We have to look up their menu in Detroit. <laughs> is it the same? Is it the same sandwich week in week out? He just picks up where he left, where he leaves off. <laughs> you know, like, that's, put, like putting that, your shovel in the dirt. You know, just pick it up next day. You know, I'm just gonna have to look at the stadium <laughs> offerings and see. That was just some of the fun stuff. You know, football's fun anyway. We all know that, and the playoffs are really good. And the NFL, the last few years in the playoffs, has really delivered like nothing else. Right? When you think about high-level playoff action at any level. I'm talking high school, college, or the NFL. The World Series can, when it gets down to a Game 7 that's been really tight, be really interesting and fun. We haven't had a ton of those lately. Yeah, The Super Bowls have, you know, and the playoffs too, have in the past had a lot of blowouts. We had blowouts in the first round, you know, the Super Wild Card, which you kind of expect some of. But the NFL in the last couple of years, especially when it counted, has delivered in such a big way. Ravens-Houston was a runaway. Even early in that game when it wasn't yet, and Lamar had not quite caught fire because he really was good in the second half, even when they were just up by a little, you never felt like Houston was going to win that game. There was zero offensive consistency for for Houston. But Frisco-Green Bay was fantastic. Detroit-Tampa was fantastic. I mean, it's still a one-score game. Yeah. Uh, You know, late, you know, they go for the two, which I didn't agree with, but they did. Uh, Late in the game, and had the opportunity to make it a six-point game. And the KC Buffalo turned out to be what it is. The NFL has delivered in a way that only the NCAA tournament in basketball, in my opinion, had delivered from start to finish because you'd get the actual, you know, the occasional 15-2, you know, and then then we finally had a 16-1. And now I've had two of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, you know, you're not used to. But it always, when it got down to Sweet 16 and so forth, just delivered fantastic games. The NFL has delivered like nobody else lately. College football, not as much because many of the, you know, the regular bowl games, if you will, which I know a lot of people are going to say, it means nothing. Well, it does to those teams. But because of the matchups are a lot of six and sixes, yeah. you know, I love them, but you watch and you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, it, there's been a narrative that goes around in, at the college level, right, when it comes to that, like, like a lot of uh, flack against – some of the postseason games that you don't have to deal with in the NFL. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm just talking more about what it delivers. Because if you're a fan of a six and sixteen, yeah, you're going to watch that. Watch. Yes, but if you're not a fan of a six and sixteen, particularly of that team, and by golly, it's a bowl game, and I'm going to watch because that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to watch, and you will watch even if it's seventeen seventeen late in the fourth quarter or whatever. Uh, but it just didn't deliver that much excitement. But mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament always does did. And and still does. And so is the NFL in the last few years. Just freaking fantastic. Yeah. And that's why if you look at any TV ratings, what was it, 97 of the top 100 were NFL games? Or were sports? Uh, yes. Were sports. Yeah, and, and in terms of streaming, yeah. Yeah, were sports. And most of those were NFL games. So, I mean, it's it's delivered like none other. It's it's really been fantastic. And that's why I really hate it when we only have the two games next weekend. <laughs> and then we've got the two weeks you know, before the Super Bowl, which just you're just gnawing to try to get to yeah. that day and hope it's a good game too. Now, having seen what I saw over the weekend, I just have to believe that we're in for a Ravens Niners matchup. Yeah, I'd I'd have to say that too. Um, I, I think that when you look at the Lions, I mean, they've just been a really good story, mm-hmm. but. The 49ers have just answered the call every single time. And then the Ravens, I, I just think Lamar Jackson has been so dynamic this yep. season. He's always been a dynamic player. Um, but like you said with the Houston game, it, feel, it felt like they were always one play away, you know, mm-hmm. for him to just kind of bust for one. Uh, so I think that that's ultimately what's going to happen is it's just eventually when Lamar Jackson gets into a rhythm and finally gets out in space for that one game-changing yep. play, that's all you have to wait for. And he'll probably have Andrews back. You know, Mark Andrews, yeah. we thought was going to be back, and he didn't play. He's his favorite target. He's definitely his checkdown guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then last night, you saw how important that guy can be in Travis Kelsey. Now, Kelsey's not always a checkdown guy. I get that. A lot of times, he's going to be a first read or a first second read. But you'll notice that, you know, last night in that second touchdown, he and Kelsey, Mahomes and Kelsey, tied Brady and Gronk for the most touchdown passes in the playoffs between a quarterback and receiver duo. 15, notice both those guys are tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> Not wideouts, they're tight ends. Those guys are, A, they are great check down routes, but they're also primary targets, and Andrews can be that when he comes back and will be as long as he's back full. And considering they thought he, was, might, he might be able to play, I wonder here if the situation was, yeah, he probably could, but I don't know that we're going to need him. Let's get him another week healthy and then when we really do need him, we'll have him back. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I think that, you know, having Likely and uh, Charlie Kolar, who we're mm-hmm. very familiar with yeah. around here, Absolutely. Um, having those guys to be able to take some of the load. I mean, Kolar was doing very well, I think, mm-hmm. over this postseason. When Kolar's a guy, he he plays the position a little like those two in that you can you, you can split that guy out. Kolar's a guy who can, who can you know, he, he, was, he was kind of played the tight end, if you will, at Iowa State. But he's also a guy who can split out, and he can be more than that. Kelsey can do yeah. that. A couple of other guys in the league can do that, and he's one of those guys. Kittle can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is an, it's, again, that's you know, you, you got still San Francisco in this thing. So I wonder if maybe they just did hold him, and maybe not. I don't know. Now you also have to remember too: this, the Niners were without Debo Samuel, and I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, I saw you know came out in the in the pads. Have you seen anything lately on him, Bryce? No, I haven't seen any many updates. I'm going to look here too. I haven't either. But if he's gone again, yes, they were able to hang in there. They were able to win. It wasn't easy. And that Green Bay team is probably better than we thought going into the playoffs. Jordan Love was really good. I mean, he was 21 and 34 for 194 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the two picks. And then Purdy, 23 of 39, 252 and one touchdown, but no picks. So again, 
Purdy just did what he he needs to do. He was good. He wasn't great. He was good in that last drive. He did make a couple of errors, and as a matter of fact, he had a couple of balls. As you know, as this is a note I, I meant to, or I had written down for myself. How many interceptions did you see drop this weekend? I mean, mm-hmm. dead center in your hands, at least four. Okay, at least four times, and two of those were against Purdy. I yeah. mean, he threw balls that just absolutely should have been picked. They were right in guys' hands, and there were at least four. And every time it happens, my wife says, because she heard me say this on the air once, that's why you play defense. <laughs> you know, you see a guy playing defensive back instead of receiver, there's probably a reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can laugh all day. Some of those guys have those skills. I get it as a defensive back, but there's a reason those guys drop a lot of balls. Yeah, and then you give them enough opportunities to redeem themselves, right? Four. Yeah, four mm-hmm. of those. I saw at least four. There might have been born, but two of those against Purdy where he got a little bit lucky. So he, he did protect it pretty well, and he was all right down the stretch. So they, without San Francisco, in that matchup, if you don't have, if you don't have your Steve Samuel. Samuels, yeah. you know I don't think Detroit. I don't know. It's hard to get over the the hump of they're the Lions, isn't yeah. it? It <laughs> you're, is. You're, you're waiting it? for that to pop up once again. Right? No, isn't isn't it? I mean, it is for me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Those are the Lions, and as much as I love their story, and, and as much as I think Goff, who has suddenly become Bo Nix. Mm. This is this year's Jared Goff has never met last year's Jared Goff, yeah. who would get to the playoffs and just, and that was that. And he he said, I mean, I he said, I didn't see the interview, but you know, you heard the guys who do the all the interviews with the guys. You heard the, the broadcast crew say that last week when he came out and they were chanting his name at Ford Field, he said it just relaxed me. Mm. Now that's an odd thing. Normally, if they chant your name, you might think it pumped you up. You might think it yeah. gave you confidence. Now, Goff said it just relaxed me. It was the most relaxed I've been. And you could see he played that way. It was last week, but he really did yesterday. He didn't make those key errors. He didn't look lost. He didn't look at any moment like he was unsure. He looked like a confident quarterback all day yesterday, and I don't know that I've ever seen him do that in a playoff game all the way through. Yeah, I don't think I have either. And I think that when you think about when you're waiting for the Lions to show up again, yes. it was, uh, I, I thought about with the performance that Baker had and Mike Evans, who was phenomenal. He was. Baker, I think what's given Baker success this season is the fact that he's been able to just be a gunslinger again. Mm-hmm. I think that's what uh, teams need to allow him to be for him to be exactly who he was at Oklahoma. And he played a really good game. He obviously had, you know, two interceptions, the one that ended the game that was pretty bad. But that's the thing is for them to light it up as much as they did and for Detroit to respond mm-hmm. and, and just make the stops right at the right moments. Again, Jared Goff, I think, just played a really good game-managing game. Managing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jameer Gibbs was very good. But that's the thing is Jared Goff wasn't necessarily lighting it up, mm-hmm. but uh, he just did what they needed to do. And they went against a, a lot of high-powered plays by the Bucks and just stayed out in front. You win by eight, and you don't turn the ball over. Yeah. You lose by eight, you threw two picks. And, th- mm-hmm. and those picks were costly. You said that last one, and that's that's simply not a good throw. And he right. knew it. He knew it the instant it left yeah. his hand. He was aware of it. And to your point about Evans, Evans dropped two balls early and looked completely out of sorts. Mm-hmm. And since he's their deep threat and kind of their, their number one guy, you start to feel like, oh, God, it's not their day. And then he comes back for eight for 147 yards and a touchdown and played really well, including, I mean, a couple of catches are like, how in the world did he do that? 
That one Gosh. right, uh, the one right, I think it was at the one. He you know, slid yeah, the sliding right. catch. Yeah. How, how, how? <laughs> how did he even see it, let alone yeah. do it? So at any rate, the point is they delivered, and I mean they delivered big time. Love your opinion, 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Here on the Blitz 1170, he is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Be careful on your drive. And if you're listening, I mean, if you're driving and you find a really difficult spot, don't do it now, but when you're safe, you're at home, you know, you're at work or whatever, send us a note so we can tell everybody else and let us help everybody else get to work safely. As I said before, it's a sports show, yeah, but we're about the city and we're about the area. And if we can help get you there a little bit more easily, we're going to do that. 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. I want to remind you, anytime the weather's your home, and they might as well play outside on my driveway today, but or they can't. They will be home on the 26th, and they're going to have Star Wars night. First thousand fans get a space sword, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, the opponent is the Idaho Steelheads. But remember, too, during that game, we'll do what we call the Blitz Upgrade. So you can buy cheap game tickets if you want just to get your, no, your, your, lights, your space sword. <laughs> I don't think they can call it a lightsaber. I think it's probably, you know, patented. But you can get that. And then sometime during the game, we're going to do the Blitz Upgrade, call names or call t- ticket numbers, and we're going to move you right down by the ice. It's the Blitz Upgrade from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. The Blitz text line is always open. 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tomorrow night, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the TCU Horned Frogs in GIA. That one with an 8 o'clock tip-off and a 7 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz. The Cowboys lost by four at Kansas State on Saturday as they moved to 0-5 in the Big 12. Eric Daly Jr. led the team with 15 points, this time off the bench, as Connor Dow, the Broken Arrow native, took his place. The first edition of the Red River rivalry will be tomorrow night as 15th-ranked Oklahoma hosts Texas at the LNC at 6 o'clock. The Sooners are coming off a 69-65 victory at Cincinnati. Javion McCollum had 16 points, Otega Owe added 14, and Jalen Moore had 9 points and 10 rebounds. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane won't play again until Saturday when they have a road trip at Rice, Saturday for a 7 o'clock tip-off. That one of the 6.30 pregame on Big Country 99.5. The Golden Hurricane are coming off a blowout loss at SMU 103-70. P.J. Haggerty once again led t- once again led Tulsa in scoring with 19 points. That's the window roll to Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.